This episode is dedicated to the memory of Jan Hall. Welcome, welcome. It's hey, the Podnotes Podcast. Podnotes Podcast. How are we doing, everyone? Welcome to the Nautilus, the good ship. Podnotes. Yes. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's Friday night. Everyone's feeling good. Welcome, yeah. everyone. Big, yeah, crew, big in tonight. crew in tonight. Who have we got in then? So, to my left, we've going in clockwise. We have got. Right side. Hello. Melv. Melv, welcome Thank to you. the podcast. Uh, oh, he's Thank popped his cherry, by the way. This yeah, new crew member. Hello. Oh, it's Simon hey. Bell, the man, the myth, the legend. And then Ken, Kendall. Kendall. Kendall Nagasaki is in the house. So, yeah, welcome, <laughs> and, everybody. And we've got Duffman and, as well. And myself, Duffman. And obviously, it wouldn't be the, the Podnotes podcast without a live studio audience. Hey! Hey! <laughs> That's right, everyone. We are, we're branching out now. We've got a bigger crew here and uh, we're made up to have them. Oh, we have shit. got... And you know you were. <laughs> I knew that. Thanks for the support, there, Cugs. Yeah, that's great, that Cook. So yeah, that would be Cooksy in the background, Flynn and Coley. So, Bit yeah. of sour grapes because he, he didn't right, win the pub quiz last night, and yeah. he well, he wasn't and there. I got yeah. called fat. <laughs> it's not fat lads, power. <laughs> that's enough. Spoken season is live. Right. Okay. So. Uh, yeah. Right. Without further ado, let's get straight into it. Then, so, white side. So you're seeing in the cargo hold today in the ship that uh, we've added a hot tub, but it's not just any hot tub. It's a hot tub time machine. <laughs> so obviously, uh, we are going to be traveling. You all got the homework. Put your speedos on. Yeah. Right. So right. Look, I'm in. Right. Who's in next? Go. That's it. Kendall's in. Push Cugsy in. He takes a bit of a force there. Get him. Fling. Get in. Get your undies on. That's the one. Here we go. That's it. It starts. Starts up the engines. That's the one. We're going. Okay. There we go. We're back to 95 already. 1990. Yeah, back to 1990. There's Gaza. Uh, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Put the brakes on. Put the brakes on there. It's 1985. Right. Ooh, Get out. Ooh. Don't slip over with them wet feet. You've got two ooh. minutes. Go and find something from. 1985. Anything, a person, an item, an event. What would Let you us know back? what it is. What are you going to bring back from 85? Side, have you chosen something already? I have. Go on then. The first mobile phone call was on January the 1st, 1985 in Britain. Belter. And it was Ernie Wise to the Vodafone headquarters. That was the first ever mobile Ernie phone. Ernie Wise as in? Yeah, as in Morecambe and Wise. So you'd bring a mobile phone? Yeah, so Ernie Wise for Sai to start. Yeah. Okay. Ernie <laughs> Wise is Nokia 3310 yeah. graph phone. Yeah. All right, then Melv. Well, I've, uh, I've actually gone back to an event because, okay. as uh, Whitehall said right at the beginning, an event was a factor that could be used. And I've gone right the way back to July the 13th of that year. Yeah. 1985. And I don't know whether you recall the event. It was Live Aid. Oh, yeah. God. Momentous Live Aid. And I put myself in the position that I was actually there. I mean, I wasn't. Yeah. But for the sake of this exercise, yeah, I'm there. And I was going, to, you know, I've been there right since the very first, you know, when uh, Richard Skinner, the broadcaster, said, you know, it's 12 noon in the UK, it's 7 a.m., you know, in Philadelphia. And all around the world, it's time for Live Aid. And I was there. Mm. And I've gone through all the, you know, status quo being on and things like that. And, Right the way through, and Bob Geldof saying, you know, give us your fucking money. I don't care how fucking large you are, just yeah. that you're here. And then Francis Rossi apparently retorted with, uh, "Thanks for your fucking honesty, sir, Bob." <laughs> and I, you know, and I pictured myself being there. And I've been through and I've watched all these acts, and I'm waiting for one act, of course. I'm waiting for for Queen to come on. And uh, at the, I'd like to picture myself at that moment in Freddie's where it's eighteen thirty in the UK, and. They're about to come on in like 10 minutes time. And I've just heard announced that Mel Smith and you know Smith and Jones are coming on to like announce them. So that that's where I've gone back to. Sound. A ticket for live aid for Mel yeah. then. Right, okay, sound. Kendall. Well, I've gone for a, a movie. Right. It's one of my faves, to be honest. And uh, I'll give you a clue. 1.21 gigawatts. Back to the future. Yeah. yeah. Absolute brilliant. July the 3rd, 1985. Released. And I've loved it ever since. So, yeah, the whole franchise, actually. Do you know what's mad about that is 
I was in the shop in 1985 and I had a pair of Derek Mountfield shorts in my hand to bring back <laughs> whenever I actually won things. But I actually went for a skateboard. I went for a skateboard because skateboards were a phenomenon in the 70s yeah. and were popular in the 70s. But Michael J. Fox in Back to the Future yeah. sparked a global revival yeah, did, of skateboarding. Yeah. Yeah. So I had skate. So how mad's that that we've yeah. chosen pretty much the same thing there? I thought you were going to say you were going to bring back the 1985 Everton team now because you fucking need them. <laughs> hey, do you know what the current? They probably beat the current team even though there's a 40 year age gap. You know. <laughs> I've uh, I've chose a toy, so I've chose the Optimus Prime oh, toy. Yeah. So like getting up and playing with that on Christmas Day is like phenomenal. That changed toys. Forever, forever. Yeah. It was it was phenomenal the way oh, them toys yeah. could change the from mar- a lorry to a to obviously a, a, it was a the marketing. It was the, the fact that it was a cartoon, yeah. and it was a toy. It, you just couldn't escape it. What was it? Like a transformer thing. No, yeah, yeah it's like a. Yeah. You know, for anyone who doesn't know a home, you millennials. It was yeah. a a toy truck that turned into a robot. But I, as a kid oh, in the eighties, that, that now, was yeah. was phenomenal. Like so, uh, we're going to ask the audience now. So, uh, Flynn, what is your choice? Obviously, you were still. In yeah. floating round in the ether somewhere you didn't exist <laughs> yeah. then. But, uh, yeah. What, yeah, what do you want to pick, mate? That's a funny looking ether. Right, going back to 1985, I'm going to go with a movie as well. So I'm going to pick. It came out on June of 1985, I think, and it's a classic The Goonies. Oh, oh. what a shout. Hey, you guys. So The Goonies is. Basically, if no one knows, um, adventure film in the 80s about a group of friends who go and find one-eyed Willie's pirate ship. Anyway, a little fact about this movie. That sloth on the Goonies, it took five hours every day to put his makeup on. So that's my choice. We feel all the women's pain in Liverpool right now. (laughs) I'm not referring to your sloths, by the way. (laughs) Go on, Coley. So I'm a, quite a big armchair sports fan, and up until recently, I've been a big boxing fan. But boxing at the moment is an absolute joke, especially yeah. the heavyweight division. They take two years to fight; they all avoid each other. When they do fight, it's like an exhibition. So I'm going to go back to the sixth of March, 1985, where an 18-year-old made his professional debut. I am Mike Tyson. Oh. Yes. Yeah, like that. The fight didn't last long. Like it was only it was over in less than two minutes. But he didn't have to wait long. Do you know how many fights he had between the sixth of March and the end of that year? No. Fifteen fights. Fifteen. Fifteen professional fights in ten months. Do you know what? If you, if you say no, man. not as fair. They were just old journeymen and stuff. No, but yeah. you know what? If you fights. if you oh, told me Smith. if you yeah. told me Joshua has had fifteen fights in his career, well, I probably it. wouldn't he's, believe he's you. These jokers yeah. nowadays yeah. are having fifteen fights in their career and calling themselves legends of the sport. Was that so. the day, Coley? The sixth of March. That, yeah, so yeah. That, that the day it. before my birthday. That was, his first professional. that was his first professional fight. Yeah, and then he had another fifteen in ten months. Everyone's got a plan till they get punched in the don't face. Don't want to bring his it, personal yeah. life back just as boxing. Yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> I, I must <laughs> say, Coley, as a debut on your podcast, that was an absolute classic. That was a, was a classic, that. Hugs? So, mine isn't going to compare to any of the ones that you have got. I'm going to go down the, the music route, like what I always do. And I'm going to pick an album from 1985, which is Prefab Sprout. Uh-huh. And the album's Steve McQueen. So it's a. Uh, I still play it now. It's like uh, when, frog jumping frog, isn't it? No, that was the it's next got, album. Oh, so it's got, got a, when love breaks, breaks down. down. Yeah, yeah. And it's a, yeah. it's still like a Fantastic great album, song. you know. But yeah. some of the shouts that like you have just come up with, then you know the boxing, the Goonies, Back to the Future. It's actually taken me back yeah. to 1985. So it's you know it's it's saved its purpose. So well in boys. Well in. So, well done, Colts. Fantastic round there. Yeah, like, so yeah. as as a little bonus time travel thing there, we're gonna go again now. We've got one extra time traveling item to do. What we're gonna do on the podcast tonight is bury a virtual time capsule. So we want you to all pick something now, shooting from the hip, something from 2023 that the future Indiana Jones pod hunters. They're going to dig up Spotify server or whatever it is in 5,000 years after the next mud flood and they're going to find out. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to open this session to over stuff that we're about to put it. So think carefully. Have a minute if you need to. I'm going to start first, but I'm just going to go 
a random smartphone off anyone. You know what I mean? With the social media and the pictures and whatever all the not mine. Shit, oh yeah, <laughs> whatever else they have on it. I'm gonna put a smartphone from 2023 into the time capsule now, and obviously they can go through that and see how batshit crazy we all were. So, uh, any, anyone want to go next? I'll go next. Uh, my thing to put in the time capsule from 2023 is a disposable vape. Because in 5,000 years, they're going to pick one of them up and think, what the hell were they doing with them? Yeah. <laughs> what the hell were they? What are they all about? Just yeah. stupid, isn't it? It doesn't make any sense why we're doing that. To I mean, if you're going to smoke something, smoke crack. You yeah, know what I mean? Just just go gonna, you're going to take, take <laughs> it somewhere, innit? Them's just, what yeah. is that about? Just it's like smoking bleach or something, innit? Yeah, exactly. It's just. I, don't, gonna do I don't understand it, and I don't think they'll understand it in 5,000 years. I think they'll, you know, like we pick things out of pyramids in Egypt, go, oh, this was definitely used for them to measure the length of a cow's horn or something, when probably it weighed. <laughs> yeah. It'll just or this was a princess's jewellery or yeah, something. Yeah, they'll confuse mean? the life out of them, this little light-up stick that smokes. It, they won't know what the hell it is. I just to do their heads in. I'll, I'll go next. I'm going to go a bit controversial, though, because I, I'm going to just get them pronouns and just bury them in the ground <laughs> and leave them there for 5,000 years. Yeah, and really where they rightly belong, by the way. Right down deep. So it takes 5,000 years to get to them. Hey, I must say, well done, they, then. Yeah. <laughs> so it, when in 5,000 years' time, when you dig them up and go, what, what's that? What's what, what them there? They'll just go, throw what? Later. Yeah. Do you know what? In five thousand, in five thousand years, they won't care. <laughs> exactly. They won't care. <laughs> Some of Everyone, us don't care now. <laughs> it doesn't matter what you call yourself. So yeah, we shouldn't be so hung up on it. Uh, Melv, where are you at? Anything you'd like uh, to throw in in there? I've got nothing right at the second. But if you give me a couple of seconds, and okay. maybe go to my left. I'm sure Sai's got plenty. Sai's got a bucket full of stuff. Definitely. Not one of less fairlands floating around. I don't know if you know the story. The blue Peter. Peter years ago, like 40 years ago, they buried something in the yeah, the town got and there's Fernandez mates when they were all 16 were all delinquents and they, they broke into the garden and trashed, up, they? they dug it up and trashed it. So, uh, I won't be putting it where anywhere where the where there's a Ferdinand. <laughs> well, come on then, what, what are you gonna what are you gonna bury? A political party manifesto because people will just laugh and go, Did people actually right. believe this? Shit? Is this policy <laughs> from any from, <laughs> any from any party on in any country yeah, on yeah. on any in any part of the world? It's it's actually it's a it's party conference week at the moment, yeah, isn't it? And it's yeah. not fair no for one's purpose, coming up it? with anything. No, it's just like we'll have a what we'll do is we'll have a little city break together. Because nobody's actually doing any politics, are they? And the taxpayer will pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a jolly, isn't it? Yeah. Right, Cooks. I'll throw in a ticket to go and see you two at the Sphere in Las Vegas. Nice. So they've uh, they've just opened the Sphere, a uh, new venue, supposed to be the most cutting edge oh, like venue fantastic. that you can you can yeah, go to. Check it out on YouTube. Oh, loads of clips. So yeah, I think you can go back. And you can see the day that, like, our concert can be presented, uh, performed, visual, sound, everything. That's going to be, like, an absolute game changer. You've given yeah. me a good idea. I it, might throw in my Everton ticket for tomorrow because I don't want it. <laughs> 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 Fucking nobody wants one of them. I don't think 5,000 years in the future they want it either. <laughs> They don't even know who they are now. They certainly won't know who they are oh. in 5,000 years. <laughs> who are they? Right, from 2023, I will pick a book called The War on the West. So, rule one of The Art of War, which was written thousands of years ago, it is to know thy enemy. So, The War of the West is about a book of these radicalists who are trying to take down the Western world and everything that it stands for. So, I think that in the future, if the West does survive, we'll show how close it was to collapse with that book. Wow. Oh, well done. If I could name something now, something that's just come to me just while Flynn was up there, it'd probably be something like, apparently I read something in, in the Metro, that, that glossy magazine that we carry around. <laughs> I read something in that about uh, apparently the the ozone layer's healing, I believe. You know, with all the CFC gases and there was a hole, big massive hole punched in the ozone layer. Ooh. Well, apparently it's healing, so I'd like to, to put that healing... Ozone layer in a capsule. Put it away for posterity. AFCs are in a capsule, Marty. 
as well. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. Well done. Yeah. And, and, and brilliant. Well done, Bill. Well yeah, so thinking about something that I want to put in there that would try and preserve something that I don't think is going to be around for much longer. Everton again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just radio in its current form. Yeah. Massive fan yeah. of radio. And thinking about what you were talking about on the last episode with the you know the digital world that we live in and stuff. I think the digital world saved radio. Yeah, because analog so, gone now. Twenty it? Analog's years ago, like the gone. old FM AM radios, the transistors that we used to would have been extinct yeah. by now. And digital radio saved it, but also, you know, enhanced the radio. There's loads of specialised radio stations, yeah, specialised yeah. radio shows. It's, really, really it's not good. as good as podcasts, though. Well, that's what they're turning into now. Yeah. I think, you know, the likes of the BBC Sounds app and all that, it's great. You've got loads of content, but live radio, I think, Sound. will be gone soon. You know, you listen know, some right. some I've worked shifts in the past and through nights and radio shows. You get to know the presenters, you get to yeah. know them. You feel like there's a little community of like-minded people. It's a good point. That I think it's gonna go soon into more yeah. just yeah, take apps. Yeah, you know what? It's funny you should really mention that. I went round to my mum's. Um, the cricket was on, and it was a nice day. And my dad's got a Sony World Band radio. And wow. it just, you know, they're only that big and it just, Ooh. they just look cool, don't they? The fact yeah. that you pick it, there's millions of numbers on there. You pick it, it picks them up from anywhere. It's not the just, same with a digital. No, big, like a big matrix of numbers on the front. And stuff. It just, that's brilliant. such an interesting fact, though, that, that you're saying. With, like, yeah. podcasting now. Yeah. I mean, even Spotify, if you just have an account with Spotify as a podcaster, you're now allowed to pay, play music that's on Spotify. Mm. So, Obviously, it's opening up a world where people yeah. can become DJs in their own houses. And who uh, doesn't love a bit of music yeah. and a little bit of good talk? So there's talents out there, like the memes in comedy that we're tapping into that we talked about in the past. Yeah. It, it's 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 like almost like a new genre, isn't it? And also the physical aspect of it is that radio's radio waves. Now yeah. we've got Wi-Fi signal. It's just, Do you know it, what I mean? I yeah, don't think radio super. will die, though, because people... Another song, Video Kill the Radio Star... People think it's about the 70s, like Bohemian Rhapsody, but it's not it's about the 20s. Because before that, there was no TV stars. They only starting like Charlie Chaplin, it was silent. Yeah. The mega stars then were on the radio. Yeah. And they, they, it's like jazz, it survives. It, it yeah. has its peaks and then it goes underground. I don't think it, I don't think radio will ever be... Great song, by the way. So great song, yeah. The Buggles. Yeah. But radio will survive, it will. Because people, ah. people, there's a demand... People working shifts. It's just going to be on demand, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, put it in the time. Let's put radio on a time capsule and see if it still works when they switch in on it. Sound. Okay. Oh, enjoyed that. On that note, bury that capsule now in the floor. In the Blue Peter Garden. (laughs) Okay, everyone. Right, it's time for the next section. And today we're going to do a little debate. Obviously, we've been to space in the Nautilus and. Nobody can really agree on what shape this planet that we've come from is. We're having a debate here on one side. We've got the globists. We've got Simon, the round bell. (laughs) And we've got Paul, the sphere, Melvin. And uh, on the other side, we've got Kendo, the flattest of the flat. (laughs) Flathers. Flathers, yeah. Flathers, is that what you're called? Yeah, Yeah. 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 And then we've got straight and narrow Paul, white side. Right, so without further ado, let's get ready to rumble! Right, okay, so it's a debate. What shape is the planet? Flat Earth, is that really a thing or is it a globe? Come on. Right, okay, so how it's going to work is each side's going to get two minutes to make a point and then the other side's going to go. All right? Mm. So. Who wants to go first? Flip the coin, heads or tails? We'll let it. We'll let okay. Oh, they're going to shoot okay. you down. Okay, we'll just give it a little synopsis each. I believe in the last hundred years, we've all been indoctrinated with the rise of theatre and movies and the romanticism of space. Okay, I don't think anyone's been there. I think we're all ignoring our senses and logic and basic maths which me and Jay are going to prove tonight in, in our uh, synopsis of, of things. Now, let me might add that my esteemed colleague, Mr. Jay Kendall here, has been 
almost an astrophysicist for most of his life and since keen, I was five, yeah. Since keen was five. a stargazer. And yeah. He has come over to I was gonna say the dark book. side, but I'm gonna say we're the Jedi's, we're the lights, they're the evil empire. So go on, Jay. You could like to well, elaborate? I'd say I've been into astronomy since I was five. Got my first telescope. I wrote my own book, which I've actually brought in for people to have a little breeze through. But did you hear the weight of that then when it hit the table? <laughs> yeah. There's gravitas in that exercise book, mate. I started that book when I was 12 and I finished it when I was 26. So the, everything in it, all the drawings and that is what I've seen myself. Mm. But the reason why I'm on this side of the table instead of that side is because I believe what we've been told, as Paul said, in the last 100 years, I don't believe it now because of the evidence what's been presented with... You know, as I say, maths, distances, it just doesn't sit with me. So this has all been lies. I think we've all been lied to over the last century, century and a half about a lot of things, not just this. But I do believe we're on a, a, a flat plane and we're only one part of that plane. And the evidence suggests that it is that and not we're not on a globe. You're tagging white side. There we go, right. So I'm going to go my first once, you globists, is going to be if gas needs a container, right? So oxygen is the gas in our atmosphere, yeah? And space is a vacuum. What stops the oxygen getting sucked into space? What is the element that stops it? I believe it's the firmament, which is the physical barrier between us and space or whatever's above there. I also... Don't know how you're going to counteract that, but if it's if it's strong enough to hold the gas back and strong enough to hold the vacuum of space back, how the hell does a spacecraft go through it and land on the moon? This is an emergency broadcast, but don't panic, everyone. It was at this point in the recording and on the session on Friday night that suddenly all the lights went off. We lost all power and Hale would experience some sort of power cut. The Globists had obviously got a bit miffed with Whiteside's argument and cut the cable, meaning that we couldn't continue the podcast on the Flat Earth debate. We decided it's a massive topic, probably too big for a little slot, so we are going to revisit that at some point in the future. The Earth's flat. And <laughs> so we're going to pick up with a little special cut in here. Um, Whiteside's been on the social medias and has picked up some very interesting news on YouTube. I think actually it's on YouTube and it's on TikTok. We will put a link in the show description anyway, so everyone can have a little look. But we'll play the clip now anyway. It's basically about respect, I thought, the, the item could be on. And it's going to be a, a policeman throws some rubbish outside of chap's house. So we'll play the clip and you can decide. We'll have a little chat about it. Excuse me, officer. Can I have your colour number, please, and what station you're from? Uh, yeah, 8744. I'm from Whitney Police Station. Whitney Police Station? Yeah. Do you Have you got an excuse why you pull up outside my house and throw rubbish out of your car? Is there a reason for that? Uh, Is there a reason? No reason, no reason whatsoever, you just thought you'd do it? No, I haven't thrown any rubbish. You, oh, you don't think so? No. Come with me. Come with me. Um, just, I want to be covered by my CCTV while I show you the footage that I've got. I can show you what I've got. That's actually just right. sandwich crusts, OK? Right, so, so you threw that there? Right, oh, right. So, oh, right, so you think it's OK to pull up outside somebody else's house and chuck your lunch or breakfast outside my house? That's acceptable, is it? With the it, it, no, 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 no. If a lawyer, listen, right, if I'd done that in front of a, a police officer, right, or if a little enforcement officer saw me do that, right, I'd get nicked, wouldn't I? No. Of course I would. You've got no respect, have you? It's a civil offence. Oh, it's a civil offence? Okay, well, I can fully understand where you're coming from, and I understand, I appreciate that maybe it didn't look so bad, and I'll fully take that on board, and I do. On board? Yeah, I, I, I will keep that in mind for the future. I will definitely. Pick the, pick the fucking crust looks. up and take it with you. I will do. I go will on, do. off you go. I'm not going to do it while you're telling me to do it. Oh, you will, because I ain't moving until you fucking do it. Okay. This is my house, and you just discard your food on the side of the road, right, okay. without any thought. This isn't your property. It doesn't matter. It, it doesn't. It does. It, oh, so it's OK, is it? No, I'm not saying it's OK. If you let me finish what I'm saying, I'm saying you said outside your house. So it is outside your house, but this is your property. This isn't your property. I understand. Well, oh, it's public property, so that makes so it even worse, doesn't it? Complaint would be to the council. I've been making a complaint to IC, ICOPP to about him. Who do you think you are? 
Okay. Do you think the police are so above the little man that I you can will, get away with that? We will let you do whatever you need to do. We'll I pick will, it up. I will take it with me. If pick you, it up. If you let me go. Pick it up. I will do. Once pick it up, then. I'll shout at what I want. It's no law against it, is there? there? It's a public place if you're... If you're okay. All right. All right. Right. Now, pick the fucking thing up. Right. And now I'm on private property. You're, you're shouting into a public area. Pick it up. Open to members of the public. How dare you come to somebody's house and discard your food in front of their house, even whether it's a public property or not? Who the hell do you think you are? Pick it up. I will do. Now. Can you please stop shouting at me like that? I don't think that's quite respectful. And I don't think it's respectful you discard your food outside my house. He's going to apologise and he's going to rectify it. But we've just asked him to stop shouting. Pick it up. I'm going aggressive. to. Pick it up. If you leave, alone, leave me alone. OK? Long. You're dismissed. Go away. Don't chuck food outside your car again. Okay then, so interesting clip. What's your thoughts? We'll go to Flynn. Right, so my thoughts are that respect is a two-way street between the public and the police. Obviously, the police are public servants, so they serve us, they serve the people. And I just think nowadays that police have lost respect and also that means that police have lost the respect for the public, so they go round tar everyone with the same brush and think oh yeah don't like the look of them they look a bit dodgy whatever it is so i think that because the police have lost a bit of power whether it's through government intervening or whether we're getting a bit cushioned as a society and becoming a bit of a snowflake society so as we become more of a snowflake society the police have become more bureaucratic and you saw it there he's like it's a civil offence, so he's hiding behind sort of um, stupid laws like breach of the peace or civil offence, whatever he was saying. And also, the man was like picking up a thing that I don't think was too bad of an issue. Obviously, you still can't throw rubbish, but because the respect isn't there and there's no two-way street of respect, the door swings both ways, doesn't it? Because there was no respect there, he picked up the officer didn't deserve that respect, so he recorded them, and the officer wasn't really giving him any respect back. So I do think the main thing there was respect. Okay. The problem I see with this video is there's two items. is common sense and de-escalation. I think the police lack both these days. So common sense would dictate there that you'd made an error. You threw your sandwiches out the window, whatever. You probably thought the birds were going to eat them. You could have just said that de-escalate the whole situation you say to the guy I'm, I'm awful sorry i did think the birds would eat it. it was on the glass verge you know sorry to have disturbed you and i'll take my rubbish away with me and that is an easy thing of de-escalation we would never have seen that video and i think that across the board for the public and the police is what we lack at the moment is common sense and the power of de-escalation as well yeah i mean let me start by saying I was absolutely made up because I hate people who drop litter. I hate it. I hate it so much. Just like when you see people, you know, when they just open the car door and dump the Mackies out the door. Mm. Uh, do you know what? They're not even, they know they're doing wrong because they do it sly, don't they? They just put it out the foot. Well, they don't, they're not even blatant throw out the window. I mean, the days. bins, there's bins everywhere. Yeah. Like all as well, isn't it? It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's inexcusable. I just, I hate, I hate littering so much. It's People who, you know, and cig cigarette smokers just seem to think it sounds are just flicky butts everywhere. I just, I'm not a fan of it. It really annoys me. So I'm made up he's been caught. I agree with you, though. The escalation was the key there. And it, the respect is a two-way street because, A, he should have just apologised, explained what his reasoning for it was, which was probably because he thought, yeah, the seagulls will eat Biodegradable yeah. and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, something will eat that. That's part of the circle of life or whatever. Fine, but explain that and apologise. Likewise, the guy, he senses a weakness, whips the camera out and starts swearing at the busy. And that's not the way to go either. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Accepting responsibility. Yeah, he could have said, look, common sense prevails. Pick it up, mate. I'm not going to cause you any more aggro. You've threw some rubbish out of my house. Do you yeah. mind picking it up? And that's where it's the YouTube fame thing I comes think that's in, it. isn't it? it the, 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 the door just opened the jar. He sensed he'd rattled him and then just thought, right, I'm going to stamp so all over. Yeah, and I think that that's yeah. the problem is... That busy now, 
it's human nature. I don't know the guy, but I'm guessing what does he now think of the general public who whip a camera phone out at him? Yeah. He's going to be more inclined and the, and to the, be not the rift, nice. Yeah, the, the rift, rift between yeah. the police and the public gets wider all yeah. the time. Just about being sound, isn't it? Yeah. Do you know just, what I mean? It just comes back to that. Right, so this goes back, so say if you went back 50 years, obviously you had the problem of police brutality, racism, whatever it was, but there was also more respect in some ways because there'd be one police in one area that everyone's mum and dad would know, and everyone would fear the mum and dad. If they got caught by the police, they'd fear the mum and dad. The police would give them the clip on the ear, whatever, they'd go from the area, it'd be sorted. There was more respect in that way, but nowadays there's no fear of parents, so... Looking at perspective of kids, like my age, I've seen it. You've got no respect for the police. In America, they've got blue lives matter. People respect the police. In this country, there's no respect. The police are brought it on themselves, but people, they don't have discipline. Some people, like the parents, don't discipline them enough. So they go out and they be street agents. They've got no respect for the police. And now the police, instead, because they haven't got that power to clip them on the ear, they start bringing bureaucratic laws and look more idiotic to a respect. So looking not powerful enough, the police don't look powerful. They don't give you a clip on the ear and they say stupid laws. That gives the kids more chance or criminals more chance to take advantage of the police because they look weaker. Yeah, you're looking at a hybridised system. Then yeah. you need the best of both worlds combined together and someone needs to grab the bull by the horns yeah. and actually Society. marry the two together and take all the best and the worst elements, put them in the bin. The worst ones put the, the the good ones together, but no one's thinking outside the box. Society is just going along. Need to work together. What I would say is respect is respect is not fear. They are two different things, and respect is earned. Yeah. Like I know you use the example of the USA, but large swathes of the population of the USA do not respect the police, and rightfully so. And I mean, uh, a gun to, demands respect yeah, as well. well, well there's, so there that is, there's that element. But if you look at like what happened with George Floyd, be on a that all those kind of it's not right, and they don't deserve oh, those it, police that did that do uh, not uh, deserve respect. But, but and then there's the Chris Cabot thing in the UK, where there's you know there's police officers going on trial for murder, aren't they? Yeah, and, I, and I think that that's the problem is you need a culture change. You need somebody. You need people who who are com- from both communities, from the law enforcement community and from the public community, to come together and work out. A system of shared morals and shared values that they can agree on and work towards because 99% of people in the community do not agree with violence, do not agree with graffiti, littering, bullying, gangs, all that kind of thing. They will help the police if the police earn the respect. See, I agree with you there to a certain extent, John, but you've got to have a culture change within the community. There's this politician in America called David Harris Jr. Junior, and he's an African-American male and he believes that there's a problem within black society that's causing them to the police to profile him that much and whatever it is. So with George Floyd is he didn't really have a good background and what happened to him obviously is wrong in many ways but you've got to realise that as we said society needs to change for police to change. Police need to change for society to change. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, like, uh, what we need to do is, you need to you need to wipe the slate. You need to get together with communities, like, and not just community leaders, communities in general. Um, you know, and all communities. It's all sound getting together with people who live in Mayfair in London and Kensington in London. But you need to get together with people in Kensington and Liverpool and see what they think as well. Yeah, and, and just to clarify, I don't even think it's a racial thing. I think it's a them and us mentality now. Very much so. You know what yeah. I mean? So just, I know, obviously, we've mentioned... You there know, are issues around police and, and, and racist, racism and racist behaviour by the police. But yes, it's definitely it, it's definitely bigger than that. Not yeah. as much these days, though. I do think it's more them vessels, not racial as yeah, it yeah. was. And it, there ago. is a, still a lot of racial stuff going on in the background, there was a Met report done not so long ago, though, wasn't there? So, and it's there's still quite a lot of institutional racism. Okay. Well, listen, let's get your comments on the socials. See if anyone wants to comment on something. So, so basically, if I come round your house and throw half a sun blast outside on the pavement, yeah, what are you going to do, Whiteside? I don't know. Throw a 
chip bomb at your window. Are you not going to video me? No, and that's no, from no, your I'll number. just say no. you don't respect me, and I'll throw a chip bomb at you. So that's, <laughs> what that's about my you, answer. Flynn? Where are you? Where are you putting your half loaf for fifty fifty? Yeah, well, it's not. It's not on, is it? Especially outside someone's house. Not going off topic too much, but I saw this thing on TikTok, and it was like, it's it's because people don't fight man on man; they just leave it and argue or whatever. Because there's no physical contact, you just have a fight, you sort it, and it's over. I know that's a stupid thing over a piece of bread, but that goes in the whole of society. Wholemeal <laughs> straighteners. Wholemeal straighteners. <laughs> I do get that element, though, because it's almost primal, isn't it? You know, like two cavemen having a scrap. I get it. There's something yeah. but then it's, simplistic it's over, then. about there's it. Some, yeah. there's, something, there's something pure about but it. You know what, right? It's it, probably not the way to go about yeah, running yeah, a modern it's society. Not it's got no place in modern society. I get it. But <laughs> there's something simplistic about it. But now the problem you've got is it escalates. So if you did, okay, come on then. Let's get on the local park and have a no, but let's, no, but let's just get like, this It wouldn't right. be the end of it. Someone always has to pull a knife, <laughs> then they pull a gun. It's not just that. What you've got to imagine is if you get bullied, right, at school, who's your biggest protector? It's your nan. You're going to have nans fighting 16-year-old lads in parks. It's not going okay, to look mental. All right, then what about an alternative, like a thumb war or <laughs> something like that? Like, thumb war you. Get in here now. Let's see you with the thumb war. Best out of three. Or conquers. Slaps. Or something, you know? yeah, slaps. Slaps. Well, slaps. Who can take the most slaps before they start In fighting? Cobra Kai, that's one of the main things. They just have a fight and get on with it. But then again, when they fight, it causes other issues. What so. about on like every, like, like say like every shopping mall, we could have like, if you've got beef, then it's it's like refereed and that, you know, so you pay an extra like a, 10p for your plastic bag, you pay 10 like, pence towards a refereeing fee. Oh, I thought you meant like an octagon in the middle of Bellevue shops. Yeah, yeah, like that, yeah. That's what I'm on <laughs> that about, wouldn't yeah. be a bad idea. So, Make a lot yeah, of money. Get in there, flash it out. There's a referee, to, you know, there's a doctor on, on board. That, a, that's the way forward. Do you know what? Yeah, like a Judge Judy, you come with your little slip to say what the problem is. And oh, right, right, he nicked your telly. Okay, well, that's a three-rounder. Yeah. Right, but then, like, if it's just like he owes me fifty quid, that's like that's not a three yeah. rounder, that's a one round. His cockapoodle had a shit in my garden. Yeah. Yeah. Then again, like that. that stops escalation. So if you go right, meet me, meet me, I'll have a fight. It stops people getting more emotional, more angry, and that leads to things like knife crime or even as extreme as murder, even something as little as that. If you don't sort it out, like say with a fight. Yeah, if then festers, it escalates if exactly. Festers, like, so they go continue. away from the situation. I should have done that. I should have done this. He thinks I'm less a man than I'll show him. And, and I get it. How it escalates. So basically, everyone, if you've had any sort of minor disagreement with your best friend, <laughs> go up and punch them in the face and it'll all be sound. I think it'll work better. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say a good hard slap. <laughs> Punch can be quite destructive. Just a good hard slap. Yeah. A nice red mark across yeah. the face. Okay. Everyone's probably had this. I've had this with my mates. They've had a disagreement and they've had a fight and next day it's on. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. Not in I, all situations. Yeah, I don't get that. I get that. <laughs> not in all. Not in all of them. But yeah, I mean, obviously, just, yeah, go, just find someone that you're quite close with. You may have had an argument in the past. Say hello then, punch him in the throat, see how that works. <laughs> just like, sure it'll be fine okay then listen we've got to put in your comments and if you've got an idea you know how you can de-escalate you the situation comments, watch yourself yeah. <laughs> don't put anything live Lawson. but you know if you've got it you know if you want to join the Bellevale octagon then we're welcome to it you know I look a bit like Joe Rogan maybe I can do the commentary so great stuff and uh, this is us signing see up. you want to do the commentary you shit house <laughs> a way of de-escalating it. At Broadway Carpets and Flooring, we literally roll out the red carpets for our customers. Check out our huge range of carpets and flooring available at great prices. Plus, we also offer a free home estimate too. Visit broadway45carpets.com or check us out on Facebook at 45 Broadway Carpets. Right, it's this week's Lost in Music.
Welcome, everyone. It's Lost in Music yes, again yeah. this week. First off, thanks to everyone who got involved last week with yeah, contributing, man. Yeah. So this playlist is going to be growing every week. Uh, it's really getting lots of insight. So uh, first up on the list, the our missus has been on the social media this week and she's left the Shout song. out to Justine. So yeah, Justine, get the tea done, girl. And it's, <laughs> oh, shit himself. Yeah, yeah. Team Flynn. <laughs> I'll, I'll bleep that one out later. Uh, yeah, so she's picked Purple Disco Machine with Devil and Me. Belter that one, isn't it? Yeah, good tune. Yeah, 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 like that. Nightmare, nightmares so, on wax. Sample yeah, so we're gonna go over to the subs bench over there. Coley, what's your choice? Yeah, so I've gone for some new music. I like to try and um, look for new music from local people. So Jalen and Gonda, I've gone for this time. Yeah. So little fun fact about Jalen and Gonda: although he was born on the east coast of America in Maryland. Oh. Uh, in the mid nineties, grew up listening to jazz and soul, his old dad's records and stuff at R and B. He was actually watching a, a documentary about uh, how Liverpool music had shaped the world as well. Obviously, the Beatles and stuff like that. And in the documentary, they was talking about Lipper, you know, the performing arts mm. school. So he sent, got a couple of demos together, sent them over, and in two thousand and fourteen, came and studied in Lipper, and has been here ever since. So, and uh, during the power cut. Talking to Cugsy there. Just managed <laughs> to secure myself two tickets for his O2 show in the, in the O2 in Liverpool in, in November. So, Power of the pod. Is there a particular track that you want us to, to join to the playlist? Yeah, yeah. If you don't want my love. Okay, so keep yeah. an eye on our playlist for that one. Nice one, Coley. Okay, so next we're going to go to the social media. We had uh, Lee Bretto messaged us and he's got an alternate version of The Sound of Silence. Ooh, one of the best ri- written lyrical songs out there. I've come to talk with you again because a vision softly creeping left it scenes while I was leaving and the vision that was planted. That's by Disturbed, if anyone wants to know. Yeah, that's a good version. Okay, so, Flynn, who's up next? And what's your track, Flynn? So, my song choice is We Are The People by Empire Of The Sun. Absolute belter, that track, by the way. So, look into that one, people. You'll see it pop up on the playlist. Next, we've got uh, Paul Melv's track. And do you want to introduce this, Melv? Tell us a little bit about the track. Yeah, yeah, thanks, Paul. It's a... It's... My an artist called Nalufa Yanya. I think she's of Turkish extraction, uh, but she hails from London. It's from 2020, and I've, I've got to uh, admit, I was a big gamer still then, and it's from the soundtrack of uh, the Pro Evolution Soccer game that I used to play, and it just got into my head, and the song is called In Your Head. Yeah. when you said pro evolution Flynn stepped away a bit <laughs> do you know what I like it though when you, when you find yeah. your music on a game and, and it, it sort of programs your mind that's how I got into bicep yeah through, yeah. through the need for speed game just, just so. before you move on Paul as well if you don't mind she this this artist is, is she supported the dead last year in a in a concert in Hyde Park and she's also supported Roxy Music on their 50th anniversary tour. Wow. Both good That's stepping stones yeah. to getting on oh, our yeah. podcast, yeah. if you think. Did she, <laughs> she support her in 2020? Yeah, so 
Does she support her in 2020? <laughs> I was going to say she was strong arms for that one then. <laughs> She's lost a bit of timber since then. <laughs> uh, Cugsy, what's your choice, mate? Uh, so the other day, I'm out walking the dog and I had a shuffle on my Spotify. That was the only shuffle I did on the walk with the dog, by the way. <laughs> um, and this tune came on and it just took me back to clubbing days, a thousand smiley faces and 2,000 hands raised in the air and it's Vertigo, We Like My Fire by Dan Hartman. Oh, Belter, oh, Belter, oh. Belter. Yeah. And, and Jay, what's your choice? Yeah, um, mine's a tune by Paul Simon on his One Trick Pony album from 1980 and it's late in the evening and it's it's got, it's, it's there's a story to it. It's him growing up in all these bars in New York and he's he's got a guitar and he's just wailing out there, doesn't care, smoking a little jabber at the back and all that. You can actually close your eyes and listen to that music. It's it's really exciting. It's exciting. It sounded really exciting to be in that era and growing up in there. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, late in the evening. Nice bass line. Yeah. Got a bit of a few in disco pop. First thing I And I remember there was a radio coming from the room next door. My mother laughed away some lady. Mad how there's a Paul Simon connection because we had the sound of silence. And you've come with yeah. that, yeah. So we've got two non dart players now. So we've yeah. got Sai and John to go. So, Sai, what do you want to go with now? Um, Gladys Soft. Knight, help me make it through the night. Oh, oh, that's okay. two weeks on the bounce. Cugsy, you, as uh, our lab technician, adding that to the, to the framework now, yeah? Nice. Okay, nice. and last to go, yeah. Duffman. I've done it, gone for October 33 by the Black Pumas, um, simply because they've got, it's, it's not one of their new tunes, but they've got a new album out this week, and they're, Currently just announced a tour to the UK in March. I think they're on in Manchester in March. But yeah, Black Pumas, uh, the guitarist used to be in Prince's backing group. And then he discovered the singer, Buskin. And the guy, he's got, he's got Bobby Womack voice. He's Belter. Oh. Uh, so yeah, Check that big out. fan. Okay, and that was Lost the Music, everyone. check out the uh, playlist which we have published on the socials get involved everyone and keep sending in your recommendations because we love hearing what you like it helps us discover new music and helps us get it out there to other people as well it's i news <laughs> and here's his co-host duffy who will be presenting while size eating toffees <laughs> <laughs> what's them filling side <laughs> side news Sign news. Sign news. <laughs> uh, right, welcome to Sign News. And this week's Sign News is possibly, is he the world's most famous living artist? Banksy. There's a potential that he could be unmasked in the news. He's been called into a court case. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know much about it because I've had my head buried in this mixer all week trying to work out the software and the editing. But yeah, you, yeah. if you want to tell us a little yeah. bit about that court case, John. Been, apparent, there's talk of him being subpoenaed to give evidence in a court case about his invo- well, potential involvement in something. But the p- point is, he's not going to turn up as Banksy, is he? That's a pseudonym. So we're going to find out who he is. So, round the table then. Do you want to know? What's your opinion? Is it really that important? Well, I know a little bit about him. I've seen some of his work. You know, there's been murmurs about who he is and that. But for me, it's like Batman. You can't unmask him, can you? Because no. it, it'll, it'll spoil the whole, like, mystery of it all. You know what I mean? We don't want to find out who as he is, As soon as you we? know who he is, it will be worth less money. Of course, definitely. Yeah, definitely, yeah. But it also takes away the elements of... A lot of his work is, is like... I wouldn't say political based, but it puts a, a spotlight on whatever these. It's yeah. like it's on the side of a wall. It's, or for what, for instance, it, he done something on the the wall between Palestine and Israel. That's just fo- focused straight on that bank. Yeah. So by re- by <coughs> releasing his, releasing his identity, it would take that away as well. 
that element of what's he going to do next? What's the next thing he's going to be, be, be putting it on? Yeah, but it's like I mean? when you see a thing, the making of Jaws or the make, you know, behind the scenes, the making of Star Wars, you still like the film. I don't think it would. I think his career would be over. Yeah. yeah, but I don't think it would make him any Maybe they'll go up on value. Who knows? That that piece of art that came down and like destroyed itself Shredded and then it got it. caught. <laughs> yeah. That was yeah. just just genius. So the whole thing with Banksy is everything's been like anti-establishment type thing, isn't it? But his artwork became the norm within like the art circles, and he paid millions upon millions of pounds. And then if he gets unmasked. Surely then he's then done the biggest thing against the art establishments in building a product to then be, it's like, well, I'm just like this ordinary fella. And then, you know, the value of gone, like the mask is being lifted. Well, I love so. that. I love what you're saying there, actually, Cooksy. There's something doesn't sit right with me about Banksy generally in that there's just him. There are other graffiti or street artists mm, out there. Good. Yeah, but it's sort of like there is. It's not like it's a, like Jack the Ripper. It's not like a school of these artists came through and got dead famous. It was just him. It's not like you know the Mersey Beat sound took over the world, right? But it's just him. It's not other like-minded artists coming through, and he he got particularly famous by managing to somehow by guerrilla tactics or other tactics managing to plant his his art in places like the Louvre. And places like the New York, you know, Metropolitan Art is he getting, He's obviously getting help to do that. How the hell is, you know, is like, that... you can't walk in there and just start sticking mm. things to what I'm just not having it. Mm. And the thing with these things is he's trying to do, the, the messages are all supposedly anti-establishment. Well, he sounds like he's part of but, it. But, but, but that's it. When and you he's try, getting help when, from. When you from. try to go against the establishment, they just absorb it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So what they he's I'm, put I'm all silent, these socialist yeah. messages out there, but the art elites have gone, oh, we love that. We think it's worth loads of money. And so it's kind of like a weird one for me in that I just don't believe that one graffiti artist can walk into the Louvre and no. stick something to the wall. Is it? Is it not one person? Is it a group of people? Is it a plan? Flynn? Right. Going back to the Batman theory, I think that Banksy could be an elitist or someone high up in society like Batman is like, he could be a billionaire, he could be a known political figure. And actually it's coming out through his artwork what his opinions actually are because you think, how has he got so famous if he's just a small street artist? But he could have been pushing it behind the scenes. And also is Banksy the tragic hero of our community? And if so might be only a matter of time until his identity gets revealed. It ain't Suella Brave and no. Yeah, do you know really what, though? That's a good that's theory, that, really though, because, good like, yeah, because it, we've never looked at it. What if no. he is he of, of the higher echelons of society? Yeah. And that's his way of, like, feeding it to us. Yeah, I'm on your side, but I'm using my powers to yeah. do this. So that I, is an I interesting way of looking at it. I can't do it in the public. I can't do it in the public. Quick to fire, right, to, to round it up. Do we unmask him, Flynn, yes or no? No. Melv. No. Sai. Yeah. Yeah. Coley. No, not for me. Cugs. No, keep it going. No, definitely yeah. not. What about you, John? I don't think you'd manage to anyway. I reckon if if the shtick is going to carry on, if you'll send someone else going, I'm Banksy. It'd be like an I'm Spartacus thing, won't it? <laughs> Can I just touch on something and, and back up what you know, supporting what Flynn said there? That's a great theory because going actual to the core of this the situation it's a defamation yeah and isn't it something that some text that he put on one of his artwork yeah about and isn't the person that's bringing this case isn't he hasn't he had like a trademark dispute with him or something in the past right okay i think so yeah, yeah. And so it, it comes down but, to money you know banksy apparently has, has been dubbed britain's most unlikeliest national treasure if you go to Bristol, they're very protective of him. Yeah. They're fiercely, fiercely protective. Well, his of works him. have been found. From, obviously, yeah. in the US, but he's even got works in the West Bank on the on the yeah. Palestinian. So, if you don't know much about Banksy, check him out. It's a resounding no to unmask him. For me, it's cutting up the golden goose. If you do it, you're not getting any more Banksy's. No. So, leave Enough. it as a mystery. Who would you unmask? I reckon he's a f- the fella from Art Attack. <laughs> Have you seen his artwork, by the way? Neil, Neil Buchanan. Have you seen his artwork? The, the one with brushing under the carpet? Yeah. 
Yeah. It's, it's fantastic. Uh, who was in a It's not fucking Scooby Doo. We can't just start ripping people's faces off. I don't know many people who wear masks anyway. <laughs> I, I want to unmask that fellow who done the one where you, you see the dogs playing pool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So that was this week's Sign News. Leave the masks alone. Yeah. Sai News. Sai was busy this week rummaging through plastic while we spoke. He'll be back <laughs> next week with more rummaging. <laughs> right, I'd like to go on to the socials this week now, and it is follow us again on Facebook at The Podnotes. Instagram is just Podnotes. You'll find our new shows coming out on Spotify and Acast. There'll be lots of information floating around about the internet. We're also on a Telegram group, which you'll find the notes in the descriptions. What would you like to say, Cugs? Oh, yeah. We'll also put the playlist in Spotify as well. And uh, it's been a fantastic night. Interesting. Lots of power cuts. I just say as well, Paul, and you've got Justine for, for the credit for this, but she informed me before that we won the quiz last night time as the pod notes ah we did and, and there was only three so of us last night we beat some big heavy teams there so anyway well done lads for last night and it's time for the shout outs yeah so shout outs anyone got any got plenty uh, two of the guys are working on Randbrook farm independent traders that they like builders and they're in the they're in the late 70s Doing breeze block. No, but like they're putting younger men to shame, like building like fucking breeze block walls, like still doing it. Adrian and Steve. It's like Dave in it with the floors. That he's in the sixties and he's smashing it, isn't he? And also shout out to Lockie, who's who's recently lost his mum. Yeah, shout out to Lockie. Sorry to hear that. They're all thinking of your brother. Yeah, definitely. That's it for me. I've got some shout outs here from everyone in the Telegram group who's been supporting us. Lisa Potter from Facebook, which Shout she's out, the meme queen, as we call her. <laughs> uh, we got Danielle King. She sent me some lovely messages of support, and she's saying she's uh, really liking the new show. Uh, Lisa Williams, aka Missy Elliott, as well. She's high on the agenda. You've got Bredo, Jay Ryan, the usual suspects. And for all you guys for attending tonight, I'd like to say a big thank you and appreciation for pleasure. all your time and. An effort that you put into the show. Uh, I'd like to shout out Crypto Kev on the Isle of Man. I uh, hope you're good, brother. Uh, the lads at the Number Forty Two podcast and anybody who's yeah. anybody who's up and listening, you know, just thanks for tuning in. Right, shout out Mark Dice from the USA and everything he's doing over there about Trump and stuff like that. And shout out to Petersburg. Yeah, Petersburg yeah. is a ledge. Hey, anyone else, Jake? Yeah, just a uh, shout out to everyone who's new listeners. So obviously, this is going to be a fantastic little venture on the, in the future. And to a couple of friends over in the over the pond there, Alien Queen and there. Alien Queen's yeah. massive lass. She's, she's always messaging me, Alien she's Queen. A, she's she's a little diamond. She's, like, so, yeah, she's yeah. top. Big fan. shout out to her as well. Just a little quick hello to Elsie. Yes, Elsie. She's been listening to the closing team for. For a while, she's she's getting on this, so I think she's gonna come down one day and uh, yeah, to everyone. So amazing, amazing. Yeah, I'd like to give a quick shout out to me, my good lady wife, and tell her to get a few flagons lined up for us. And yeah. uh, and a nip. And also, of course, to all you guys, uh, thanks for inviting thanks me. Mouth. Thanks, Melv. It's been an absolute privilege, and I mean that. And uh, keep up the good work. Brilliant, mate. Thank you. I'm gonna give a shout out to the, them cunts at Scottish Power for cutting off all the power there earlier on. <laughs> <laughs> Mel's bevy in time's just being cut in half there. Can I do one last shout out? Go on. To our Jeff. Why not? It's a free He's democracy. Just, our, Sean and our Jeff stores has just had a baby. Baby. Oh, congrats. Baby, baby. Nine stone two pounds. She called him Ronnie. Nine stone two pounds. Wow, that's a very she was two weeks overdue. Nine yeah. pounds. Two. Yeah, Nine. Congrats, congrats. Yes. Pleasure, pleasure, pleasure to you guys. Oh, yeah. Well done. Well, she's called him Ronnie. 
Right. Big Ronnie. Ronnie Lee. Okay. Right, this has been the Pod Notes, everyone. Go, see you next week. Really enjoyed the show, lads. See us all next week. Later. Later.